Well, good morning. I'd like to do something a little different today. If you would grab the Book of Common Prayer that you've been using during the service this morning, or a copy that's at hand, and turn to page 76. Page 76 in the Book of Common Prayer. And you will find there the comfortable words the comfort-able words. I wanted to just speak for a little bit this morning about what, what that's doing there and what we can take from it. Uh, we're not talking about comfortable in the sense of material comfort. It's not there to talk about having the car we want or the house we want. This morning I heard some comfortable words when the weatherman said the temperatures will be more comfortable for the next few days, and that was great to hear, but that's not the kind of comfort that this is talking about because in the 16th century when Archbishop Cranmer and, and others put the Book of Common Prayer together, and by the way, this has been in the book since the earliest editions of it, they were thinking about spiritual comfort. They were thinking about assurance, security, comfort and freedom from the burden of guilt and sin, which is what the salvation of Jesus Christ brings to us and what we celebrate in the service every Sunday. And in fact, if you look at the book and flip back a page, you'll see that the comfortable words come right after the confession of our sins and our humble coming before God uh, as sinners and the words of absolution that are spoken by the priest. So the comfortable words were put there on purpose as reassurance to us to give us spiritual comfort, to be able to give that kind of comfort. And of course, comfortable is a compound word from the words comfort and able. So they're able to bring comfort to us. And so let's take a quick look at them. The first one is a statement of Jesus talking about our burden. And if you look at the full context, Jesus says, come to me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest from what? In the scriptures, in, in the gospel, it goes on to say, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And Jesus there is speaking in contrast to the burden of law-keeping, which was the Jewish approach to becoming right before God with 600 and some specific laws, duties, prohibitions, mandates, which were very burdensome and very hard to fulfill if anyone ever did. So Jesus is saying, come to me who are struggling with these burdens of trying to be right by your own strength. I will refresh you. My yoke is easy because Jesus' yoke is simply believe in him trust in him, as our uh, antiphon said this morning. We're weighed down by a sense of guilt 
an inadequacy. We have an innate knowledge uh, that we are at fault before God. Everybody knows that deep down inside. And interestingly, this burden is what John Bunyan talked about in the classic book, Pilgrim's Progress. If you've ever read that, or even if you haven't, it's well worth it, by the way. He begins by talking about his vision. He says, I dreamed, and behold, I saw a man, this man is pilgrim, clothed in rags, standing in a certain place with his face turned away from his own house, a book in his hand, the Bible, and a great burden on his back, his sense of not measuring up to that standard. I looked and saw him open the book and read therein, and as he read, he wept and trembled, and not being able to contain himself any longer, he broke out with a lamentable cry, saying, what shall I do? And Pilgrim's Progress is all about relief from that burden of feeling inadequate through Jesus Christ. So the second comfort able words are the famous words from John 3:16. God's loved the world so much that he gave his only son that all who believe in him should be saved. And although the archbishop again put the first part of that in the prayer book for our comfort, there's more to it that helps to show just how wonderful the comfortable words are because in John 3.16, John goes on to say more about it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. There's good news, but there's bad news. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. The third statement, now we turn to St. Paul. And uh, it's one of many statements from St. Paul in which he tells us that the statement he is making is trustworthy and true and should be embraced. And the statement says, this is a true saying and worthy of all men to be received. What? That Christ Jesus came into the world. Why? To save sinners. That's us. That's comfortable. That's comfortable. That's reassuring. It's a clear statement that Jesus came to earth and reminds us why he came to save us from our sins. And then the last one, very, very comforting statement, now from St. John. St. John says, if any man sin, he might as well say, when any man sins, because we all do, we have an advocate with the Father, 
an advocate with the Father, not a condemner, not a prosecuting attorney, but a defense attorney. The word in the Greek language there is the same thing for lawyers who defended people in court. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Could we have a better advocate with God? And he is the propitiation for our sins. Now there's a word we don't use every day in common speech. It's a fancy word, but it means a complete taking away, a satisfaction, a removal of our sins. Jesus is the propitiation for our sins. Propitiation means satisfying some authority. And of course, in this case, the authority is Almighty God himself because God's justice has to be satisfied. And it's satisfied not through me, not through you, not through what we do, but through what Jesus Christ did. At the last judgment, we are acquitted because of Jesus. That's why in Isaiah's prophecy, the famous words that you hear from Handel in the Messiah, comfort ye, comfort ye my people, says your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned. For she hath received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. And he's speaking, of course, of the coming of Jesus, the Messiah. Even in the prayer book on page 75, when we're called to the Lord's Supper, we say, draw near with faith and take this holy sacrament to your comfort. So thanks be to God, we have a Savior who takes away our sins. We have a Savior we can trust and have comfort. We have this memorial service, this uh, liturgy, this worship service that brings us closer to Jesus every Sunday through this sacrament that we receive to our comfort. So thanks be to God for it. Uh, Take comfort in it and be blessed. Amen.